Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hi team, welcome back to the Decomplicating Dressage podcast. For those of you that are new here, my name is Jess Gale and this podcast is all about making dressage make sense. Enjoy. Hello team, welcome back to the podcast. I think that every single person who competes in dressage wants to improve their scores we all want to progress we all want to see improvement and especially at a competition level this comes down to lots of things it comes down to how well you've trained your horse how well you've practiced the movements it comes down to how the competition day goes how your warm-up has gone on the day how your mindset is even how stressed you are and what's going on in your life at the time It can come down to, or it does definitely come down to how accurately you ride. And it can also come down to even what the weather's like. That can play into how your test goes as well. But there is one thing that can improve every rider's tests. And that is riding good corners. Now, I know full well that this is something that I need to work on with my test riding. I know every single top rider is thinking about them in their tests and it's something that when you're competing all the time it's very easy to fall into that habit and even especially in your training of cutting off your corners of just not concentrating on riding them properly and just kind of getting through them to get to whatever you're doing next and so often I know I have lost silly marks because I haven't ridden my corners properly And I know a lot of riders struggle with the same thing. There is so much to think about when you are riding these tests, especially when you have a test where the movements just come up really quickly. We end up just focusing on that next movement and what we need to do next rather than the corners, the short sides. And even the preparation we could do before 
which is going to end up making that movement easier and better. And this is the theme that you're going to see running through today's episode. If you can focus on your corners now, it's going to make the movements easier. So when we ride our corners well, let's start with when we ride them well, we can rebalance our horses, we can make them more supple, we can make them more active, more engaged, more collected, all the things we ultimately want to see in our tests. And we can also use our corners to set up for any movements we have coming up. So if you know that you have a medium trot coming up, you can rebalance your horse, you can make them more supple, you can make them more active, you can make them more engaged, you can make them more collected, which is going to help that medium trot to be even better. Equally, if you have a 10 metre circle or a simple change that requires more collection, making sure that your horse is balanced, more supple, more active, more engaged, more collected, is going to help to make that movement even better. But riding your corners also effectively ends up giving you more time to set up and prepare for the movements and give you just in general more time to think in your tests. When you cut off your corners, you end up taking out a lot of space that you could be using to then prepare your horse for the next movement or you could use it to rebalance them or get their way of going back or maybe if they've spooked to get them focusing a little bit more. And this becomes more and more important the higher up the levels you go as the movements come up quicker and quicker. You'll see it's quite common at prelim that you will be riding around the arena. You might pick up canter in the corner, you might do a circle and then you might ride all the way around the arena. There's quite a bit of time there for you to think. Whereas, let's say at elementary level, you might pick up canter and then have to ride a simple change and then do a counter canter. By the time you get to pre-St. George, you'll be picking up canter, riding a half pass, then a flying change, then another half pass, then another flying change, then a canter pirouette, then another flying change, and you get the gist. So the higher up the levels you go, the quicker the movements come in a much shorter space of time. So the more time we can give ourselves, it's ultimately going to make our lives easier. However... What a lot of riders do, me included, is fall into the trap of cutting off their corners. Now, the reason why this happens can change. It can be because the horse isn't ultimately supple enough or engaged enough or active enough to be able to ride those corners really well. In which case, that is something we need to be working on in our training. It might be the fact that as the riders, we're just not paying attention to it and we are just kind of cruising around our corners not really paying any attention and just kind of thinking about what's coming up next. Or it might be that you are finding that your horse actually wants to cut the corners and wants to dive onto that inside shoulder. Again, all these things are things that we can focus on in our training. But the problem when we cut our corners is that it ultimately makes our horses lose balance. A lot of horses will then end up dropping onto the inside shoulder. They might end up bringing their quarters in or out. They might cut the corner even more or equally they might do the opposite and fall out through that shoulder. Neither of which is going to be helpful for keeping them balanced and supple and straight and helping make sure that movement is going to be really good that's coming up next. If we cut our corners, we're going to end up having to 
get everything back together again and get our horse more balanced, more supple, more straight and put everything back together again in that space between the end of our corner and our movement, which is going to be a much shorter space of time. Generally, you'll see in tests that there's not a lot that happens in our corners. You might have to ride the odd transition, but if you count up how many spare corners and how many free short sides you have in your test, you will realise that there is a lot of time that you could be using to your advantage to prepare and set up for those movements that you've got coming up and keep your horse's way of going exactly where you want it to be. So hopefully I have convinced you that we need to be riding our corners better. So now we need to talk about actually how we ride them and how we are going to go about riding really good corners. Now, when we ride a corner, we are ultimately looking, like I've said before, for our horses to feel more balanced, to feel more supple, to feel more engaged and really feel that hind leg step underneath them as we come out of that corner. They ultimately end up being our setting up space and our preparation space for everything that we do. And this can be the case for our training as much as it can for our tests. I see so often and I know that I struggle with the same thing that I will not think about riding my corner and might then go into a half pass or a movement and then in that half pass be having to work on making my horse more supple or more engaged or more balanced. Whereas actually, if I rode the corner and thought about my horse's balance and suppleness and engagement, I would then be starting that half pass off in a really balanced, engaged, supple way, which would probably mean I'd have to do less in my half pass anyway. So ultimately, when we ride our corners, our horse needs to feel better or at least the same. They can't feel like they get worse as they come out of the corner. And that needs to be what we work on, is our horse feeling more supple, more balanced, stepping under as we come out of that corner. To do this, we need to go through a process of using a half halt as we go into the corner, asking for more bend around the corner, and then riding straight out of that corner. Now, like with any new skill to start with, this is going to feel like you need to focus entirely on just riding one good corner. And it's going to take up your whole focus to get this right. It will feel like you can't focus on anything else to start with. But the more you practice it and the more you ride your corners correctly, eventually it's just going to become second nature to you to ride these really good corners. And you won't even have to think about it. If you think about how many times you go around a corner when you ride your horse at home in the school. It might be 25, probably more 15, maybe more. And if you focus on riding every single one of those corners from now on really well like this and riding really correct, really good corners every time you ride, you're going to get that practice up really easily. And within a few weeks, it will start to become second nature. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So when we ride a corner, there are a few things we need to think about. We need to think first about how our horse is actually coming into that corner. What we want ideally is a nice forward walk trot or canter with a nice even contact in both reins and a nice soft supple back. In other words, we want rhythm and tempo, suppleness and contact. Those of you who know about the scales of training, you will be spotting a trend here. As you ride into the corner, we are going to ride a half halt. Now, what this does is it rebalances our horses. So it's going to get them sitting a little more on their hind leg. It's going to get them holding themselves up and balance themselves. And it's also going to help with engagement too and getting that hind leg stepping more underneath them, which also helps with balance anyway. Now, we want to make sure that we ride this half halt before we then ask our horses to bend around our inside leg. So we're going to push our calf against our horse's side and we're going to be looking for that feeling where our horse steps a little sideways, almost pushing their rib cage into our outside rein. And this is what is going to help us ride deeper into our corners. And it's also going to be the thing that gives us that extra time and that extra space. Then as you ride out of the corner, you want to think about all those things we were thinking about at the beginning. We want to make sure we're riding straight. We want to make sure we have that even contact. We want to make sure that the rhythm and tempo is there, that our horse is supple and working over their backs, and that everything feels really nice and balanced and together. Now, probably the most common question I ever get asked about corners is how deep into the corner should you go? So, If you go and watch some of the really great Grand Prix riders at the moment, you will see how deep into their corners they go. But if you went home and you tried to replicate that and you tried to go as far into your corners as those really great Grand Prix riders were doing, you may find that it's actually a struggle. You may feel like your horse becomes more unbalanced, more resistant, more tight. And this is totally understandable because you are essentially trying to ride a Grand Prix level corner when your horse isn't at Grand Prix yet. As we progress through the levels, our horses get stronger, they get more supple, they get more athletic, they take more weight behind, all of which mean that they can ride steeper, more difficult angles, they can ride more tight turns, they can ride smaller circles, and they can really ride into their corners. So how deep into your corner should you go? A rule I have heard before is that you ride your corners like you would ride the smaller circle you have to do in your test at the level you're at. So let's say you are at intro or prelim, you will probably be riding mostly 20 metre circles. And so you would ride your corners as if you are riding part of that 20 metre circle. You wouldn't go into the corner too much and it would be a nice smooth bend. In comparison, let's say we're at elementary when the smaller circles are 10 metres. 
So you would imagine riding your corner as if you were riding part of a 10 metre circle, which would make you go far more into that corner. Now, this does make sense. It's quite a good image to have in your head of kind of how far into the corner you should go. And it's going to help to keep you riding your corners in line with what your horse is actually physically capable of doing. Your horse is then going to be able to keep the balance. And because of this, they're then going to be able to keep the rhythm and the suppleness. And the really nice smooth arc helps with suppleness anyway. However, the danger with this rule is that riders start riding their corners like circles. And that is not what I want you to do. Our arenas are a rectangle shape. And so when we trot around the outside and around our corners, we need to ultimately be aiming to ride it like a rectangle. Not like we are riding a half 20 metre circle at both ends of the arena. Now, to start with, and at the beginning of your dressage journey, this isn't possible. It's not physically possible to ride a that tighter turn because our horses aren't strong enough yet. They're not supple enough yet. But what we don't want to do is go the other way and almost have one continuous bend from F to A and then A to K. So we don't want to have a continuous bend all the way around our short sides. But also another problem I see when I see riders riding their corners like halves or like quarters of a circle is they end up riding it focusing purely on suppleness and bend around that inside leg. Now, again, to start with, this isn't necessarily a problem because when you're at prelim, we don't have to ride so deep into our corners and it's going to help to make our horses really soft and really supple as they go around the corners. And those corners are going to look really smooth. The problem is, as we start to progress through the levels and we need to get our horses to sit and take more weight behind and engage and also stay straight, those things aren't thought about then when we ride our corners. Whereas I prefer to talk riders through a corner being a combination of a straight line with a turn and then a straight line again. And all this happens between the corner marker and A or C. So let's say we are riding a corner between K and A. A rider at prelim, and let's say we're doing all this in walk to start with, but a rider at prelim may ride one straight step at K before they make two, three, probably three, four, maybe even five steps on their turn. And then another one, maybe two steps of straight before they get to A. In comparison, if you then watched a horse at Grand Prix do this, they will probably do three, four, maybe five, six steps straight going into their corner. And then maybe one or two steps spent on the turn. And then another four or five steps going straight as they get to A or C. Now, the difference being that that horse at prelim spends most of its time on that turn. They'll do one or two steps going into the corner and then they'll make their turn. So that turn is going to be far more shallow. And because of this, in comparison to that Grand Prix horse who's ridden four or five steps into that corner they've gone far deeper into that corner than our prelim horse and then they're having to do a much tighter turn in much fewer steps and this is going to mean that that horse needs to have 
far more engagement. They need to be stepping under with those hind legs far more. It's going to require far more suppleness because we're doing a much tighter turn. And it's going to need that horse to be really balanced and really set on those hind legs. So essentially, I think it's probably a better rule to say that the further up the levels you go, you're going to go from riding your corners like a quarter circle, exactly like that rule we spoke about before. You might start at prelim thinking about it as a quarter of a 20 metre circle. And then as you progress to elementary, you might think of riding it as a quarter of a 10 metre circle. But there needs to be a point where we need to start thinking about the straightness. And I think even if it's one or two steps when we're at prelim, just thinking about the straightness, the rhythm, the contact, one or two steps before we do that turn or that half circle and one or two steps after before we get to A. And then as we progress through the levels, that amount of time that we spend going straight into that corner then increases. So I wanted to make this episode far more about what we are aiming for and what we are trying to achieve when we ride our corners. However, especially when we start out focusing on these corners, you may find that you come across a few problems when you start riding these corners. And I think it's probably better that we do a whole nother podcast solely looking at some of the most common problems. But I want you to, if you're going to go away and really work on your corners, pay particular attention to things like your horse slowing down or speeding up, falling in, falling out, or getting a bit tight or resisting on the turns. These are a couple of kind of sometimes evasion, sometimes your horse just struggling a little bit to kind of work out what you want. And obviously, the deeper you ride those corners, the harder it is for them. So start shallow. Start by thinking about a nice forward trot going in, nice and soft through the back, nice even contact. Your turn and then your straight line going out as well. And then as you start to get a little bit more comfortable, you can start to build up how steep and how deep you are riding into those corners. If you find you are struggling with any of these things, keep your eyes peeled. We'll do another episode quite soon where we go through each of these in detail and what you can do to fix it. But hopefully you are now far more confident in firstly why we need to spend a bit of time focusing on our corners and hopefully I have convinced you that you need to go away and spend some time focusing on your corners and secondly how you should go about riding them. I promise you if you spend just a bit of time focusing on riding your corners and making sure every corner you then ride in your training is a really good corner it will become second nature so quickly and you will be surprised when you then go and compete how much extra time it gives you in that test and then how much easier you find the movements to ride when you are riding these corners really correctly. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Do keep letting us know which episodes you have loved what you have taken and are adding into your own training and any dressage topics you want us to talk about in the future. If you have the time to share the podcast or leave a review, it is hugely appreciated. It just means that the podcast gets shared further, it gets shared wider and we can reach more riders too.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and 365 day returns.